to the Core Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Banks, a mindset and positive psychology coach. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to creating happiness from within. So let's do it. Hello, welcome back. Or if you are visiting us for the first time, thank you for joining us today. Today's episode is going to be a continuation of the previous episode where we talked about negative self-talk and how negativity can affect you both physically and mentally. Now, the one thing that I hear the most is, yes, but what if I am in a positive space, but then the people that I hang around are in a negative space or the person that I'm spending time around, whether it be a significant other or a coworker or a parent or friend, and they bring down my energy, then what? Because I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to be careful of the energy I'm bringing into my life. But what if I have a relationship with someone who is just constantly negative? So that's what we'll be talking about today. As I mentioned in a previous episode, we are all social creatures and as human beings have an innate need to feel accepted and connected. And that need often leads us to a place where we want to people please, right? Like whoever it is, we want their acceptance, even if we don't agree with them. Or sometimes we don't agree with our energy, but sometimes we'll go along with it because we feel like we're trying to be supportive. We're trying to match their energy. We're trying to build on this connection. And a lot of times when we're absorbing the negative energy, we're also adding on to their negative energy because we're agreeing with them and we're pushing along that narrative that they're sharing. And we think that that's a good way to have social connection, but it isn't. So what does a negative person sound like? When somebody is gauging in negative behavior, It can sound like they're being caring or they're looking out for you or your best interest, but really it's underlying pessimism. An example of that could be judgmental behavior, which can sound like, you know, you would look better if dot, 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 or why was this person even invited? Or why would he wear that? Why would somebody even think that? That's judgmental behavior. It can also sound like risk aversion, which could be Somebody saying something along the lines of, are you sure you want to do that? That's not the safe choice. Or are you sure you want to try that? Because most people don't make it. Are you sure you want to be an artist? Because most artists don't make money. I know you're unhappy at your job, but you might want to stay where you are because what are you going to do? Where else are you going to go? That's risk aversion. And usually that comes from someone having experienced something or seen something that has caused them to think negatively when it comes to taking risks. So most of the time, based on their personal experience, they are now projecting their fear of taking risks onto you. That is negative behavior. And then you have a general pessimism where everything is just bleak. Everything's negative. I think of the character from Saturday Night Live. I think the character's name is Debbie Downer. And it's just no matter what, it's wall to wall, constant negativity. And then they have the sound effect that goes, wah, wah. That's what I think of. So that's usually when you have someone that's just a general pessimist. No matter what, they're always looking at the negative side of things 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then lastly, you have people who like to play the victim. And that can sound like, you know, the world is against me. Nothing goes right. Why me? They blame everyone and everything externally, and they usually do not accept responsibility or accountability for anything in their life. And very rarely do they see the good because they're stuck in that negative energy. 
and that's all they focus on is just the negative. Now, why would people do this or act this way? That could be for many reasons. Again, they could be going through something, something stemming from the past. A lot of times it's also used as a guard, a need to control something. So, you know, it's like, I'm not going to feel hopeful because I'll just be disappointed. I'm not going to love because I'll just be heartbroken. I'm not going to trust because people just break trust. Sometimes it's used in a way to guard. And a lot of times when somebody's feeling negative, they want to share that negativity. We know the saying misery loves company and that's because it's true. I mean, a lot of times negative energy wants other negative energy. And if you come in and you're positive, one of the things that happens is they try to bring you into the negative. And on their side, that's their longing for connection, but it's in an unhealthy way. I want you to feel how I'm feeling. I want you to think how I think. Over time, and especially again, if it remains constant, and it grows into this toxic negativity that brings down your mood, it brings down your energy. Again, that can affect you both mentally and physically. In the last episode, we talked a lot about how energy can affect you. So when you start to absorb someone else's negativity and you allow their negativity to affect you, it could affect your health in negative ways, such as anxiety, self-doubt, distrust, stress. So it's good to have some tips on how to deal with negative people. Here are five tips that you can use. The first one is remember that it's not about you. They may be going through a hard day. They may be going through something much deeper than that, complications, a bad past, something like that. And it's okay to be a friend and be supportive. But remember that you're not their problem solver. You can listen with compassion, but you don't have to absorb their negativity. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad moments. And it's great to have a friend. It's great to lend an ear. It's great to be that ear for somebody. It's great to be the shoulder that somebody can lean on. But again, bad moments are very different than constant behavior. So if it's constant behavior and you've been there, you're trying to be the friend and it just is a consistent thing, you're not their problem solver. You're not their therapist. You can refer them to a, a professional, somebody who is qualified to help if needed, but you are not there to be the problem solver when it becomes constant. The next tip is to meet their negativity with positivity. Sometimes we inadvertently encourage negativity by being too supportive. What I mean by that is, again, it's that innate need to please and feel accepted. So we want to agree a lot of times with what people say or what they're thinking or how they're feeling. But in this tip, you don't have to agree or support their negativity. If a topic or discussion is going too negative or you disagree with the opposing point of view, respond calmly, show kindness. But just respond in a more positive way. It's about leading by example. When they're giving negatives, you then give positives. Don't bring in that negativity. Push out positivity. Instead of them bringing you down, try to lift them up if you can. Another tip is to take charge of the conversation and change the narrative. We talked about being empathetic, letting them feel heard. You can say that you understand the way they feel, but don't fully engage in the conversation when somebody is being overly pessimistic. Rather, keep your responses and attention to a minimum when negativity talk happens at all. And then try to reframe it. And if you can't reframe it, then it may be best to move on from the conversation in general. Which brings us to tip number four. Be honest and set boundaries. 
just communicate what you like or what you don't like, because you being open and honest with them allows them to manage expectations of being around you. That alone will go a long way. Let them know how you feel about the conversations, especially if they've been too negative. You can say, hey, I feel like our conversations have been really negative lately, and I just don't like the way I feel. So maybe we can be a little bit more positive. Or this is an example of the negativity I was talking about. Or, you know, I realize that when we talk, these topics are very triggering. And maybe we avoid those topics, whether it's work or politics or religion, whatever it is, set boundaries and just say, maybe these topics are off limits because they seem to be triggering. And if the person still continues to bring up the topic or they still continue to ignore your boundaries, then you may need to move on to tip number five, which I think is the last resort, is to distance yourself. Give yourself a break. Limit interactions. This can also be done just by hanging out with a group. Avoid one-on-one time. Usually when you're in a group, the negative person seems to be less intense. Their negativity is a little bit diffused. So you can spend time with them, maybe in a group, or maybe just limit the interactions and just communicate less frequently. Or if it needs to go all the way to the extreme of letting them go completely, that is also an option. Only you will know what's right for you based on how you're feeling from their interactions. But it's important to set those boundaries. It's important to be aware of how you're feeling, how this person makes you feel. How do you feel before being around them or speaking to them? And then how do you feel after? And if it's constant negativity, and again, if you can tell that it's affecting you, then it's time to do something about it. Overall, there is a balance between being there for a friend who's going through a hard time and then supporting constant negativity and pessimism. And as long as you're willing to set boundaries, you can have a successful and healthy relationship with a negative person or someone displaying negative behaviors. However, changes in their relationship or their energy may not happen immediately, so it's important to manage expectations. The key is to observe their energy, not absorb it. Above all else, the main takeaway here is the only person you have control over is you, no one else. And the only person in charge of your happiness is you, no one else. So protect your energy, set boundaries, rise above when you need to, stay positive when you can, and just try to help others reframe their thoughts. But if they don't, you have the option to move on. You set the tone for what you allow. And that's all we have for today's episode. Hope you'll join us next time. I thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it or leave a review. If you have any thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email podcast at corehappiness.com. For show notes and additional resources, you can visit www.corehappiness.com. As always, please remember, never let anyone diminish your light. Until next time, sending you my love.